If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. KCAA Loma Linda, 1050 AM, 106.5 FM, and now 102.3 FM. It's time to shop in the cool, relaxed comfort of the Tri-City Shopping Center in Redlands, conveniently located on the I-10 freeway between the Alabama and Tennessee exits. Bring the kids, too, and watch them play in the only indoor fun center, High Five Indoor Playground, where parents are welcomed on the playground. Birthday celebrations are encouraged, so make plans for some great fun at the mall. More reasons why the Tri-City Center is called the Mall with a Heart. Each year, millions of women are diagnosed with breast cancer. If you're over the age of 30, schedule a checkup. Remember, early detection can lead to early treatment. Today's health reminder is courtesy of Dina Allen at Farmers Insurance. For, for all phases of your insurance needs, call 909-283-7771. Again, 909-283-7771. Please ask for Dina. See why more people choose Dina Allen at Farmers Insurance above the rest. That's Dina Allen at Farmers Insurance. Proud supporters in the battle against breast cancer this Mother's Day. Attention all business owners, join C's Candies, Big Lots, Dollar Tree, and the Spunky Steer at the Tri-City Shopping Center in Redlands. Availability is now open for restaurants, retail, and more. Located between Alabama and the Tennessee exits where the 10 and the 210 meet, your company can be a part of over 60 retail shops, restaurants, and local businesses. The Tri-City Shopping Center is zoned for multi-use, so call today and schedule an appointment. Ask for Chris Bochamp or John Jennings, 951-684-4400. The Tri-City Shopping Center in Redlands the mall with a heart. It's okay if you're wondering how the COVID-19 vaccine got here so fast. It was record time after all. And when you're ready, here's your answer. No steps were skipped. No shortcuts were taken. Years of research and determination paid off. Let's get you there. Let's get to immunity. Learn more at vaccinateall58.com or call 833-422-4255. Brought to you by the California Department of Public Health. NBC News Radio, I'm Brian Shook. 
Police in Collierville, Tennessee, say there were multiple victims at a Kroger store shooting earlier this afternoon. Chief Dale Lane. We have 13 victims. Our hearts go out to those that were injured. Uh, we do have one fatality. Police confirmed that the shooter is also dead. Collierville is located just outside of Memphis. A CDC advisory committee is endorsing the Pfizer COVID vaccine for those 65 and older. The group voted today to recommend distribution of booster shots for older Americans and nursing home residents. Residents. There's still no word on if the immunocompromised will be eligible for coronavirus boosters. The Department of Homeland Security is suspending horse patrols following claims that agents whipped Haitian nationals at the border. President Biden is temporarily suspending agents on horseback as the incident in Del Rio, Texas, is being investigated. An estimated 14,000 illegal immigrants were camped out under a bridge hoping to be granted entry into the U.S. A bill supporting Israel's Iron Dome missile defense system is getting a thumbs up from the House. The $1 billion measure was stripped from a government funding bill earlier this week, prompting an uproar among many lawmakers. Former President Donald Trump wants an audit of the 2020 election in Texas. Sarah Bartlett has more. He sent a letter to Governor Greg Abbott saying Texans want a real audit of last year's presidential election because they don't trust the election system. Trump also says fraud definitely occurred and it's important to get to the bottom of what he calls the 2020 presidential election scam. He added that the Texas legislature needs to pass a House bill that would include a review of the 2020 election. Stocks are finishing in the green for the second straight day as international market worries have eased. At the close, the Dow Jones jumped 506 points to 34,764. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. K-C-A-A. you ready for a new experience to see life from another point of view new hope new expression new joy this is your radio hour welcome to viewpoint with father john and welcome friends you're tuned to nbc radio kcaa 10:50 a.m 102.3 fm 106.5 fm or you can tune in from anywhere in the world at kcaaradio.com. This is Viewpoint with Father John. I am your host, Father John Reed. As a reminder, you can follow us both on Instagram and YouTube and Facebook and all of them. So we're on every social media that you're out there. Or if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can follow me at Father John Reed. Father is spelled out, and Reed is the proper Irish R-E-I-D. So join us there. And if you miss a program, you can go to YouTube and in the search bar put Viewpoint with Father John, KCAA, and you get almost four years worth of um, of old shows. I can't believe we've been here this long. All of God's children are endowed with extraordinary purpose and ability. I'm on a quest to help as many as possible, fully realizing their divinely inspired potential. Disposing a false narrative and embracing genuineness inspires clarity of purpose. My role is to help overcome self-imposed limitations in realizing one's spiritual potential. And folks, like I tell you every week, the best pharmacy in Southern California is Claremont Pharmacy. With such luck, they are located in Claremont, California. I, it just worked out, you know, one of those <laughs> quinikidiki, as they say. <laughs> Uh, but it's owned by Dr. Nikki Ho. It's on the corner of Indian Hill Boulevard and Arrow Highway. This is where I get all my pharmaceutical supplies, particularly for my diabetes. And if you need to get vaccinated, she has both the Moderna 
and the Johnson and Johnson. And once the okay for the boosters comes through, uh, I talked with Dr. Ho today and she says she will be licensed to give the boosters as well. So be sure to take care of that. And um, you know, if you want the best DJ service in all of California, you want the Lakeside DJ services.com. <laughs> I'm catching up with Frank over here. And you know, Frank is the guy who owns that establishment, including a photo booth. So if you want your uh, thing, your event to go right, just call Frank or you can go to uh, lakesidedjservices.com. I'm sorry I'm struggling with my voice a little tonight, folks. We have a couple of fires going on in Southern California. And even though I've taken um, sinus medicine, if they buy a commercial, I'll say which one. But um, I'm still having a tight throat from it, so my voice is a little bit funny tonight. So I apologize for that. Also, our hearts go out to the victims of the mass shooting today. You, you know, last year... Um, murder rate in America went up over 33%. And um, that's a shame. That's a shame. We're forgetting that we're all Americans here and we shouldn't be shooting each other. We should be caring for one another. But that's enough said on that. Uh, this evening, I, I have a couple of guests that are really, I'm really excited to have uh, because they're doing some really important work. Uh, they are friends of the Pacific Electric Trail Dennis Jones is the president of this organization, and Victoria Jones is the community outreach director. They are a 501c3. They've been incorporated, at least since 2005, if I'm checking the notes right. And uh, so welcome to the show, both of you. Thank you. And um, tell us a little bit about what your mission is. Sure. Thank you. Uh, good evening, and uh, thank you for welcoming, welcoming us back, Father John. Um, our mission is really simple. We're here to really promote wellness via the 21-mile regional Pacific Electric Trail that connects five Inland Empire communities, Montclair, Upland, Rancho Cucamonga, Fontana, and Rialto. Well, you have to mention Rancho Cucamonga twice because when I grew up, it was just Cucamonga. That's true. That's right. <laughs> and so that's true we call it jack benny's town right right <laughs> so thank you for inviting us back um we were guests before a couple years ago and you said if there was anything new and exciting or something that you wanted to tell and share uh to come on back and so we really want to thank you for your generosity and invitation the friends were are very very proud to be able to announce that with the assistance and the collaboration of the Native Sons of the Golden West, we were able to uh, uh, provide a historical plaque that will go on the 107-year-old Etiwanda Pacific Electric Depot in Rancho so, Cucamonga. Oh, is sorry, that the plaque right there? There yep, it is, that's exactly. It. Those of you watching on YouTube, uh, you can see in the screen, the plaque that has been placed. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I no, apologize thank for that, you. but I wanted to just point that out for those watching on YouTube. We brought that to city council and made that presentation, and we were very proud to be joined by the Native Sons of the Golden West. And um, this, this beautiful Etiwanda Depot has been vacant and uh, boarded up for decades, and the mission of the, of the Friends of the PE Trail really wanted to make sure that because it's on the National Register that they actually have in possession now 
the historical plaque to either put on the building or somewhere very close so that that stays there to remind the public how important this beautiful, beautiful depot is. Wow. Wow. This what gave you guys the idea to do this? Well, we've been working towards the restoration and renovation of the depot for years. Our, our dream would be to have it restored and open as a community center that could be used for a... Uh, museum. It could be catered to the citrus industry, the wine industry, and the train mm -hmm. history of it, the red cars. The other thing we would view it as uh, as a snack bar, a place you could get something cool to drink or hot to drink, depending upon the weather. Put a little air in your tires as you're traveling along the trail. And it could be a gathering center for the community. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of room in the uh, cargo area of the old depot that could be leased out for events. The city of Ranch Cucamonga has to determine right now where they're gonna go with directions of this. They've had some visions that haven't panned out, and so they're in reconsideration, I believe, at this time. Well, you know, that's, that's a, a great idea. I hadn't thought of a, a place where you can put air in your tires for the people on the trail. That's great. Mm -hmm. well, that's, that's really thinking about what a lot of us don't consider. So that's really good. Um, Victoria, how long have you two been involved with this? From the beginning? Or? 16 years. 16 years 16 now. 16 years. And very proud to, to, to say that, you know, we've been very committed to uh, um, raising money for awareness of the trail while it was being developed. And then, of course, um, uh, from that sprouted the, um, our event that we, was our fundraiser, which was the Cucamonga Challenge, eventually was named the PE Challenge. And we also developed a trail enhancement program that, um, because it was very um, successful for us to talk to businesses who wanted to contribute towards a trailhead or a rest stop through a tax donation um, through a nonprofit, and then we were able to then give the money to the city, and trailheads and, and rest stops were springing up all over the place. And so... Our desire, of course, we did a very successful job in Rancho Cucamonga, and our desire is to take that to our sister cities and offer that same vision to the other trail cities um, for amenities, all kinds of amenities, tra you know, trees for shade, et cetera. Well, I know some shady people in that area, yeah. so they'll be happy about that. <laughs> but, but on a serious note, you know, it, um, it's really an important project and I think probably what was most surprising to the community is you weren't there asking for money. You were going and finding a way to fund this for them. Is that correct? Yes, correct. we gave the money to the city. And yeah. for as, as much as we know, we're the only organization that does has this business profile. And so um, we did that for 16 years and then, of course, our annual event. And what we realized is even through COVID, we were surprised at how popular this trail was because gyms were closed, people couldn't get out and do what they wanted to do, but the trail stayed open 365 days a year, 24-7. So people were walking, walking their dogs, riding their bikes, running, using that as a release for mental health um, and physical fitness, all mm -hmm. under the umbrella of wellness. And what we really noticed, there was so many four-legged friends 
that we hadn't taken the time to slow down and really realize so many people walk their dogs on that trail every day. That brought a smile on Dennis's face. It did. And, it did. And uh, I, I'm a little bit hesitant to ask what the smile was about because I know your sense of humor. Well, <laughs> <laughs> over the years, we've had running and biking events. We've done as low as eight-mile bike rides to 50-mile bike rides. Wow. And running event, a 5K, a 10K. And there were several years there where we did a one-mile hoofing and woofing so people would encourage to bring their pets with them and do the event. And it was very popular. I got to find out who came up with that name. <laughs> hoofing and Guilty. Woofing. Yeah, I, I, it, it, yeah, the, the, uh, the legal scale was kind of going that direction. <laughs> and then we also had a couple years ago, we had a, uh, I won't say a beauty pageant, but we had the pictorial, the cutest dog, male and female, on the trail over a span of months, and we had some very nice winners. People voted, and, and what we realized is that because the four-legged friends are also social, they always see each other, and they're like, hey, Ralph, hey, Joe. You can tell they, they see each other every day almost at the same spot, and so it's really wonderful to witness it. So I got to ask this. On the wolf and hoof, or on the beauty pageant, if it was the ugly dog, is it a dog's dog? Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. How's that work? You know, <laughs> you know I, do, I can't answer for most people, but I can say that people see each other on a regular basis on the trail, and they don't necessarily remember, oh, what was that guy's name? What was this girl's name? Oh, George. I remember the dog, mm -hmm. George. And, <laughs> and that seems to be a theme. <laughs> or he wears the red bandana or, or a hat or whatever. It's, it's wonderful to see how I have a, uh, a story about a friend of ours who used to live right adjacent to the trail. And, of course, the dog told Daddy it's time for the walk. Mm -hmm. But the walk turned into visiting all the local businesses. And the dog would walk in the front door, and there would be candy and treats for the dog. And they would come around the back. The dog would come around the counter. back of the counter and know I'm going to score at that place. I'm going to score over <laughs> here. And poor little thing was gaining weight, not losing weight, because he was <laughs> eating his way around town. But he was so popular, and then they moved out of town. But uh, we, we really miss Nick and Tommy. Well, you know, one of our listeners makes the bandanas for dogs. Mm -hmm. And maybe we can talk to her a little bit about with one of your upcoming things and maybe she'd be able to donate some of those um, bandanas for them. Okay. So uh, now I would imagine COVID was a little bit challenging. I, I mean, I, I heard what you said about it was open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And so people are making use of it. What about for fundraising? What would that do for you? So thank you for asking, because actually what we experienced was not uncommon with a lot of nonprofits and a lot of restaurants and businesses in general who couldn't operate the way they used to. Right. So we couldn't meet in person. We couldn't do fundraising events of any kind. So what we did is we shifted and we poured all of our energy into social media. So a young gentleman came to help us and instruct us on the best way to do that. And he suggested, let's write a blog. Ooh. So we wound up blogging all in 2000 um, <laughs> every single week. It was an exercise, but it was also something wonderful to learn. We talked about 
healthy eating, good recipes, mental health, uh, the impact of, of COVID on children and how they're having to homeschool and the impacts to the family. You know, we're not we're not medical professionals, but what we do know is the benefits of that trail mm-hmm. and how everybody just embraces it and uses it to their benefit even during COVID. So that's how we shifted. No no fundraising at, at any kind, but you know, we um we don't know what the future is going to bring because we're still facing COVID and so thank Right. You. No, that that's important. Well, we're coming up to our first commercial break, and um, so you're listening to Viewpoint with Father John on NBC Radio, KCAA, and we'll be back in 90 seconds. The loss of a loved one is one of the most challenging experiences in a person's life. It's hard to know where to turn to make your loved one's final arrangements. Jesse Ruiz at Personal Funeral Planning in Ontario will treat you and your loved one with the respect you deserve. Jesse served in the Marine Corps in Desert Storm and understands what it takes to provide loyal, personalized, and empathetic service to those who need it most. The families of Michael Jackson, Brittany Murphy, Ed McMahon, and many others have trusted Jesse to provide them with the highest level of service and support. To work with Jesse, call 909-762-4027, 909-762-4027, or visit their website, www.4pfp.org. www.4pfp, as in personalfuneralplanning.org. Jesse Ruiz and Personal Funeral Planning, veteran-owned and operated, helping you plan a personal, lasting tribute for your loved one. www.4pfp.org. Each year, millions of women are diagnosed with breast cancer. If you're over the age of 30, schedule a checkup. Remember, early detection can lead to early treatment. Today's health reminder is courtesy of Dina Allen at Farmers Insurance. For for all phases of your insurance needs, call 909-283-7771. Again, 909-283-7771. Please ask for Dina. See why more people choose Dina Allen at Farmers Insurance above the rest. That's Dina Allen at Farmers Insurance. Proud supporters in the battle against breast cancer this Mother's Day. And welcome back. You're tuned to NBC Radio, KCAA, 1050 AM, 102.3 FM, 106.5 FM, or you can listen from anywhere around this world at kcaaradio.com. This is Viewpoint with Father John. I am your host, Father John Reed. And a shout out to all those who do tune in from all around the world. I, I've been getting your uh, your emails that you've been sending me, and I appreciate that, that you tune in each week. Um, it's an honor for you to allow me to be in your, your home each week on this show. My guests this evening are uh, members of the Friends of the Pacific Electric Trail, Dennis Jones, which is the president of the organization, and Victoria Jones, who is the community outreach director. And um, during the break, we're talking a little bit about some of the impacts of COVID on this trail, and particularly in terms of uh, bike sales. Bicycle sales. That's correct. Um, so with everyone being home from work, because they, you know, no one knew what to expect. So it's like, don't come into the office, don't come into the <laughs> work. And, and so everyone was home. And so everyone was dusting off their old bicycle. They're getting their running shoes in shape and they're going out and the trail 
got very, very busy because it is open 24-7. Uh, and what that meant for bicycles is you were hard-pressed to find a bicycle in a store. Mm. They were about back-ordered. They were sold out. Um, and I know people that went into bike shops to repair their bicycles. And uh, they said, oh, well, we can probably get to that in about seven to nine weeks. Wow. Just to get an adjustment because mm-hmm. they were so backed up. Now, I've noticed a trend this last year or two. It might have been going on longer, but it takes me a while to catch on. These electric bikes. Are those real popular on the trail as well? Very much so. Yeah. And the e-bikes, there's different levels of an e-bike, and there's different trail rules and regulations about what e-bike works in what trail. Uh, And there's a lot of uh, discussion about should they be allowed, you know, why are they allowed. (laughs) And to me, I look at the e-bike as a uh, gateway drug to get a real bike. Mm. If it gets people outside... And getting active on any level, I'm for it. Let's get people out, have fun, and a lot of people eventually will go to that. And for people my age, you know, that is maybe in my future. You know, I'm in my very late 60s, so, you know, that may be the way I have to go, you know, down the road. Is he always late? Yeah. Yeah, his late 60s, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But that was a great question because the e-bike sales have soared. They're everywhere. And in terms of the Pacific Electric Trail, the guideline for that is you can be on an e-bike if it's an electric assist, not a motorized. And there's a lot of people that see them as the same type of bike, but if you're into biking and you know the difference, that is the difference. My brother, Bob, is seriously into biking. He does the 300 to 500-mile rides and Mm. stuff. And I won't even try to guess how much money he spends on his bicycles because they're carbon fiber, all these things. And and the good news about that is if someone shoots at him, you just hold the bicycle up. It'll be bulletproof. (laughs) You know, and I've I've had people tell me I should invest more money on my bicycles. And I think my bicycles are like my golf clubs. They're a lot better than I am. There you go. (laughs) I have a ways to go. I'm waiting to see how he swings that bike. <laughs> uh, that's for a whole nother show. Goodness gracious. Uh, now, where's the starting point of this trail? Where would people go if they want to see this place? At the intersection of Montclair and Claremont over by the, um, let's mm-hmm. see, just north of Arrow Highway. Right, S- which is where S- Hunter is, yeah. Mm-hmm. And Met- Metrolink. Right. And Metrolink Station. In fact, the city of Montclair just approved the replacement. We just went to city council and at, at the city of Montclair and are in favor of uh, the new bridge that's going to be put in there. And we want to make sure that there's maintenance factored into all of that because it's, it's one thing to put something in, but it has to have uh, a life. And so they're putting in a steel bridge that won't burn down. Thank you very much. Tell me more about this. Yes. I, I, I didn't know about this. Mm-hmm. So where's the bridge going to be, basically? Basically where the old wood bridge is, they're going to replace it with a steel bridge. Immediately west okay. of Monta Vista. Mm-hmm. Okay, now now you're, you're, you're speaking my That's language. your neighborhood. My neighborhood. And then it connects through the, Mon- it, uh, the metro station and then, of course, on into Montclair, short little ride into Upland. Upland just 
put in a trail amenity, I would say earlier this year, I can't remember what month, but they added a, a bathroom right there accessible at the trail, which those are far and few between, so that's great for trail users, whether you're a walker, a pedestrian, or a bike bicyclist. Or a dancer. Or, yes. <laughs> Doing a famous dance trying to get to the restroom. Right. And then, of course, you continue on. You go through Rancho Cucamonga, go under the 15 freeway, head on into Fontana, keep riding, and go all the way to Cactus in uh, Rialto. Wow. Yeah, 21 that's, miles. That's impressive. Mm-hmm. John, another great thing that's been happening is the, all the cities are tying in the flood control channels north and south to the trail. So in Cucamonga, okay. you have Cucamonga Creek, Day Creek, and Deer Creek flood control channels and now have pavement going north and south from the trail that you can access that. And that's actually very helpful for kids with safe routes to schools. It gives people a way they don't have to drive somewhere with their bicycle to unload and then start on the trail. They can bike up and down from where their home is. And leave their cars at home. And then the future expansion of that, the city of Fontana eventually, with the grants that they uh, sought out, is going to connect the flood control channel. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts, offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. The Sansevain flood control channel north-south to the east-west PE trail continue on and eventually after several phases and more grant money, of course, connect that all the way over to Eastville and to the Santa Ana River Trail. And by doing that, you now have somebody who could ride their bike from the foothills all the way to the Pacific Ocean in one ride with never having to get on a a public street. But not back. But not back? Well, maybe that. I I can't say (laughs) Not me. (laughs) But there are people who will do 100 miles with nothing. So I think that's a great accomplishment. I know where you're going with that. Yeah. (laughs) When I was younger, I did the ride to the beach. And uh, now it's when you get there. You stop, you rest, you have a little bite to eat, it becomes afternoon. Now you're facing an uphill ride with headwinds. Pick me up. <laughs> That's called uh, Uber. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what a bike rack. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that's really, that's really pretty neat that 
they're going to take it that far. Um, and I am glad to hear about the uh, not just the bridge, but the uh, restrooms, because you're right, that is important. Mm -hmm. You get out on those, those trails, and I don't know about you folks, but I tend to drink water while, while I'm in the heat. You have and to stay hydrated. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing, you know, give a little shout out to my town, Claremont. They're one of the few towns I've ever seen that really invested in good restrooms for yes. people. Mm -hmm. um, in fact, you, you go down to where City Hall is, or up where, from where I am, and not only are they there, they're well-maintained mm -hmm. and, and kept clean. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I am one who appreciates that the older I get. Very good. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and, uh, Father John, I want to make a shout-out to uh, our friend Joe Castillo at the Native Sons of the Golden West for providing and uh, dedicating, help us dedicate this plaque that was given to the city of Rancho Cucamonga for the Etiwanda Train Depot. Uh, that organization is pretty remarkable. They've been doing things like this for over 100 years. They have, and I, I would be wrong if I try to quote a number of plaques they have donated to organizations and facilities, but it's in the hundreds. I think I know who would know. Our station manager, Mark Westwood, because he's a member of that organization. All right. Very good. And I want to say it's more like in the over a thousand. Oh yeah, it's it's, mm -hmm. uh, but I don't want to misquote. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, he's mm -hmm. he's heavily involved with it. So, just a um, word to the wise. Uh, his name's Mark Westwood. In case you want to hear the the name again, who to call to get more of those. <laughs> Very good. Grants and donations and stuff. Right. Yeah. Did I mention Mark Westwood's part of that? Yes, I, I think okay. something did. came up I in conversation. Yeah, I think it did, yeah. <laughs> Make did sure he brings a checkbook. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things that we just recently did, and I'll let Dennis speak about this, is something that we call a day on the trail, and we <coughs> collaborate with some of our community members. Okay. And I'll let Dennis explain. Uh, the most recent one was just this last month on August 28th. We met at the Route 66 trailhead at Pacific Electric Trail, kind of where Upland and Ranch Cucamonga come together on Foothill Boulevard. Yeah. And uh, it's a huge, huge trailhead facility. And we had members of the REI team, their bike uh, repair group, their manager, system manager, they had a huge outturn. And then also the uh, Ranch Cucamonga Sheriff's Department was there. Oh. And they came out and joined us. And what on we did- bikes is a meet and greet and basically we bring lots of water some nice giveaways rei did the same and uh, we try and just you know talk up the trail trail safety make sure people are having fun their bikes are in good shape and we actually had a wonderful visit from the local upland pedigo store mm -hmm. And if you want to touch base on that that would be good well she was wonderful she because of social media and one of the um, invites that was uh, presented, she took a group, and she calls it a tour, and she said to me, you know, because of COVID, she hadn't been able to do a lot of this community outreach. They rode their bikes over, and she was saying how she wants to get back into that out outreach and do um, touring around Rancho, excuse me, Upland, but she didn't have enough information about Rancho. And the friends have been tossing around this great idea of, if you were on the trail and you saw a QR code and it told you that 
if you go up 200 yards and make a right-hand turn, there's a, either a museum, a historical site, there's something, a point of oh, interest. Yeah. Wouldn't that be great? So in terms of tourism, economic development, people coming in and bringing your, your guests and visitors. Um, so she and I are going to be talking about that, but we're, you know, very interested. Those, those day-on-the-trail events are, are maybe quarterly, if we're lucky, and they're about education. They're about fixing somebody's brakes. We're not selling anything. We're just right. connecting, and it is... Um, we actually, this time, we took a couple of surveys and, 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 and tried to gather some good information and use that time effectively. And so it just builds for stronger bonds, good collaboration. And REI, bless their hearts, was our very first sponsor way back 16 years ago. They hosted us at our, our very first event, which was a poker ride, and they... they let us meet at their place for a couple of years until we outgrew them. So we're wow. like family. So coming back together with the new management team and that, that wonderful energy was like coming home oh. after, during COVID. So that felt extra special. Now, I, I'm curious, and I don't know if you know the answer to this or not, who maintains the trail? You know, keep it clean and stuff. Each city is responsible. They lease that property from SBCTA, San Bernardino um, Public trans. It used to be sandbag. I forget what the acronym stands for. <laughs> right at this it, moment, it's, it's San Bernardino cities. Yeah, yeah. And, and associated cities, and they each city is responsible for maintaining and cleaning their own trail, trees, oh, okay. water, uh, graffiti, everything, and um, it's not done by one agency. And so we're very, very fortunate that um, we happen to live in Rancho Cucamonga, and there is no graffiti. And when there is it's called in and it's taken care of. Um, uh, we're really, really fortunate to have a trail in our backyard that everybody loves to, to hang out on. Yeah, you know, the, uh, the priest in me automatically thinks back, wow, there's some great projects the Boy Scouts could probably be involved with. And, um, and that would also help them have more bicycle awareness and things like that because, you know, the Boy Scouts are about Educating and becoming a, a Absolutely. person. And we tried that a couple of times so that we could help them get their Eagle Scout badges and such. And yeah. the timing of what they want to do is is the same as the friends, but it doesn't necessarily always fit into the timing <laughs> of the city. So we've missed several of those opportunities to help the Boy Scouts, but we never stopped trying. So That doesn't right. mean they haven't performed. They have come out and done a lot of graffiti removal, painting walls. Cleanup. They've done cleanup for different areas on the trail. They have been magnificent. Great. It's a great organization. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, absolutely. I spent a week part of that. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, as a Cub Scout and such. Uh, well, that's wonderful. Now, um, this is going to seem like an odd question, but I think it's an important one because as I get older, certain things I find important to me. Access for emergency personnel. Is that pretty open and stuff? Is it easy to get to for um, emergency Yes responders? and no. Uh, so the trail entry points from streets are gated. Okay. So you have the width of a bicycle or a, let's say, a little bit wider than a bicycle and a wheelchair obviously fits, but they don't want them open for vehicles to drive in. Right. Every light post along the trail has a number. 
And if you have an emergency and you give them the nearest light post number, they know exactly where you are. Yes. And so the sheriffs, the uh, local paramedics all have keys for those gates to drive in accordingly. Yeah. Well, that's good. And I know it's kind of an oddball question, but, the, you know, I'm thinking about people that um, are around the age I am who are getting older as well. That, that could be very important mm -hmm. because... Um, Knowing that there would be access might open it up for other people who sure. would be afraid to not go there because they didn't think they would have emergency services. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, outstanding. What are some of your favorite parts of being a part of this? I know there has to be some great memories. Of the trail or the organization or? Either or and. I, I guess I'll go first. I, I will first say that the legacy by being invited to get involved in a nonprofit that was being formed. Mm -hmm. uh, Bob and Pat Curtis were two of the founding <coughs> members that filed for the nonprofit status and put the first check for seed money when there was no logo, no website, no organization. We came on board and asked too many questions, so therefore they said, you're staying, and we haven't been able to get away since. But at the same time, it's an honor to have the baton handed to you from the president to say, you guys are going to take it now. And so what we're hoping that somebody would see the same opportunity to say, you know, I believe in preserving um, history, the Etiwanda Depot, wellness, exercise, and I would like to teach that to my kids or that this next generation might be find the interest to be able to come and do that. And it would be an honor to be able to pass that baton on. What about you, Dan? Um, I guess I have to go back to how we got started. Okay. We were, we were first together. We went back east to the Midwest where I grew up and nice visit with family. And I saw this blacktop path going through the country into the woods. I said, what is that? And they said, oh, that's the bike trail. And part of the Rails to Trails organization, nationwide group, they replace old abandoned rail lines with trails for running, walking, biking. And it's a constant effort. It's a huge organization. So when we found out locally that our town was going to be converting the trail, or the rail into a trail, I said, all right, how do we get involved? I want to be part of this. So we visited REI, uh, their grand opening. Mm -hmm. Bob and Pat were sitting at a table saying, yes. hey, we want to do something, but we don't know what we're doing. So we met with them, and then we went to the first meeting. Again, stuck my hand up and say, so what are you doing, and how do you make people wear, and how do you raise money? Uh, we haven't come up with anything. I said, well, let's put on a bike ride, because I had done one years before. That led to getting involved and becoming a member of the uh, Bike Ride Directors of America. And we did 14 years of this event, grew it to 400 entries year after years. And then they're accompanying family members. So that's kind of our pathway. Um, and it's no pun when I say that we have given blood, sweat, and tears to this yeah. over the years. This one, one day that we were doing the event, a brick fell on her foot, crushed the bones in her foot, and she toughed out the event wow. until afterwards, and then we went to the hospital. 
I don't know well, what I was thinking. I really don't. Um, I don't know what I was thinking. But we have given, and I won't say tirelessly because we do get tired, but we have given year after year. And I have to say it is a kind of a greedy thing for me because <laughs> when I make myself of service, I get back. I get back so much more, and that helps me in every aspect of my life. So it's not bad you got railroaded. From the rails yeah, to trails. <laughs> Speaking of railroading, we're coming up to our next commercial break, and I'm getting railroaded by the sound booth saying go to commercial. So you're listening to Viewpoint with Father John Thanks. on NBC Radio KCAA. <laughs> loss of a loved one is one of the most challenging experiences in a person's life. It's hard to know where to turn to make your loved one's final arrangements. Jesse Ruiz at Personal Funeral Planning in Ontario will treat you and your loved one with the respect you deserve. Jesse served in the Marine Corps in Desert Storm and understands what it takes to provide loyal, personalized, and empathetic service to those who need it most. The families of Michael Jackson, Brittany Murphy, Ed McMahon, and many others have trusted Jesse to provide them with the highest level of service and support. To work with Jesse, call 909-762-4027, 909-762-4027, or visit their website, www.4pfp.org. www.4pfp, as in personal funeral planning.org. Jesse Ruiz and Personal Funeral Planning, veteran owned and operated, helping you plan a personal, lasting tribute for your loved one. www.4pfp.org. It's time to shop in the cool, relaxed comfort of the Tri-City Shopping Center in Redlands, conveniently located on the I-10 freeway between the Alabama and Tennessee exits. Bring the kids too and watch them play in the only indoor fun center, High Five Indoor Playground, where parents are welcomed on the playground. Birthday celebrations are encouraged, so make plans for some great fun at the mall. More reasons why the Tri-City Center is called the mall with a heart. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And welcome back. You're tuned to NBC Radio, KCAA, 1050 AM, 102.3 FM, 106.5 FM, or you can listen from anywhere around the world at kcaaradio.com. This is Viewpoint with Father John. I am your host, Father John Reed. And my guests this evening are, are friends of the Pacific Electric Trail. Uh, this is Dennis and Victoria Jones. Dennis is the president of the organization, and Victoria is a hardworking community outreach director. And, uh, you know, I, I learned uh, as president of the board for NCADD, I watch everybody else work. So uh, how hard is he working you? <laughs> <laughs> he sends me out and he says, go get him. And then I do. <laughs> and then he says, okay, slow down a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When, um, when you're doing these things, do you have any upcoming events that, that our listeners might be interested in? I wish we did. 
Okay. Unfortunately, because of COVID, we really can't do those gathering um, events, which are our fundraisers. And um, we are always trying to look for creative ways to get uh, uh, our word out to the, to the community. And so it seems like if we don't understand <coughs> social media, we're going to miss the boat. And so we did that last year, but we're looking for another social media uh, person to come help us do that. Nice. Now, I'm glad you put that out there. If people wanted to get involved and want to know how to get a hold of you for that, how would they do that? Well, if you go to our website, www.petrail.org, that's our website. It, you, can, you can put in a request there. Um, you can certainly, um, uh, we have a friend's Facebook page that I Friends think. Friends of the BE Trail, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I monitor that pretty much daily, and then Victoria and I both look at our website and make sure that we're trying to stay on top of things. Mm -hmm. Nice. But, uh, yeah, we do have a need for a social media person. If there's someone with grant writing history or knowledge, mm -hmm. that would be a benefit also. And then something else that can happen that doesn't require fundraising necessarily, but it's to have somebody who really wants to take the lead on doing a weekly bike ride. Oh, nice. Meet this group at this corner and get on the trail and off you go. And you have to be committed to do that. And if we don't have the stamina to be able to do that and somebody else may be stronger, younger, or a group, that group starts to grow, now we have more people who are understanding this is a lot of fun to ride as a group on the trail. Uh, we had a friend just tell me out of state that she went on a Moon, a full moon hike last night and we've talked about maybe years ago when we had more energy is to do a full moon bike ride why not there's yeah. so many possibilities of course yes. um, well, I, I think, think one of the things idea. I wanted to share with you is that you had asked that question what are some of the highlights I think the other thing that comes uh, weighs on my heart in a really positive way is all of the friendships that we have made and those relationships that we've built with our community partners we know every bike store owner and employee by heart. They know us. Hey, you're the trail lady. We know you. We've made a couple of safety videos. Uh, the Dennis did um, chalk circles in, in six-foot uh, circumference, mm -hmm. and we tried to motion and explain to people with our masks on, of course, please, even on the trail, keep your distance. And so we're always about active transportation, education, wellness but mostly fun yeah well that you know that's really a, a good thing to put in there the uh remind people the six foot thing mm -hmm. particularly when you are exercising because you know mm -hmm. even with the mask you're still breathing hard yes so that's that's great mm -hmm. um give give the um website again for the people listening www.pet R-A-I-L dot org. Beautiful. And I want to encourage people listening that if you want to get involved, do this. These are lovely people. I know them personally. And you really enjoy working with them. And healthy emotional balance for me is always to be a part of something big, larger than yourself. Yes. Mm -hmm. yes. And this is an opportunity for people that they can do that. And, and Frank's putting up on, on the... Uh, screen Aww. here for those watching where you can Thank go you, Frank. the, the uh, website what a guy and also where you can donate because uh, mm -hmm. that's very important because you know you 
it takes all of us committing to do something. Mm-hmm. Even if it's just a dollar, it's something. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, um, you know, that one dollar may seem like nothing to somebody. To somebody else, that's a huge amount of money. Mm-hmm. So don't, don't let whatever you're able to give, and I'm not trying to fundraise for them right now, uh, yet at the same time, I, I thoroughly stand behind what this uh, program's about, what this organization's about, because it it's about giving to others. It's about encouraging good health, good exercise. But more than that, it sounds like it's about community as well. It, it really Very is. Very much. And I can remember in uh, uh, elementary school, what we used to call grade school, remember that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that one of the things we got graded on with citizenship. Mm-hmm. Why well, I, I think we've kind of forgotten a little bit about what it means to be a good citizen. And to be a good citizen, you have to be part of a community. And to be part of a community, it's not a spectator sport. You must be involved with it. Now, that, I'm not talking politics. Leave the politics at home. we got enough headaches. But this is a way for people to come together, if I'm hearing you correctly, where it's a community within itself. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know the biking community is a community within itself um, but it seems like a great way to not be so alone in this big world one very and obvious thing that happens uh, if you go down any street down any freeway today look at the people that the cars around you are people smiling at you not usually you get on a bicycle i don't care if you're three or 93 people are smiling riding their bikes running on the trail and that is significant to me. Yeah. One of the things I did want to also share with you is that because from time to time there's opportunities for us to work with the bike shops sometimes, and just more recently with the municipality, if if a police department has confiscated or they've not <coughs> a bike that was stolen, then it's right. re turned or somebody doesn't come and get it and you have a stockpile room of bikes right. that need repair so we connected the dots i do that very well i'm a good dot connector <laughs> connect that agency with one of the <coughs> local bike shops they did the repairs for free get these bikes back up and running because you'd be surprised to learn how many people don't have cars we all think take for granted that we right. do and they don't Having a bike can change somebody's life. If you're trying to get transportation to that job and you might be on the cusp of homelessness or you don't have that ability to be able to afford insurance and or a car, having that bike gives you freedom. And so we've found that oftentimes when we get involved in those projects, those are the most satisfying because that person is grateful, whether it's a student or somebody that's trying to get to a job and earn money for their family. Oh, that's a wonderful idea. You know, I, I immediately thought back when I was a child and someone had stolen my bicycle. And I lived in Ontario, and I remember when they opened the, the storeroom doors, and there's all these bicycles, and I had to figure out which one was mine. But the reason they knew was back then, the police would come to the different elementary schools and license the yes, bike. that's right. That was the and the sticker was on there, and, um, and it was kind of neat. I, I kind of think that we should go back to something like that mm-hmm. because um, – I actually rode my bike better because I, I thought, okay, this is licensed. Now I was only, you know, seven, eight years old, maybe ten years old. But I felt like I was a part of something important. That's right. And so I wanted to be a safe rider on my bike. And it may sound corny to some people, but I think it's it's a good mindset. Mm-hmm. 
I just saw something on a DIY show that I love to watch where you're charging your bike, exercising, and you're charging your battery that charges your phones and your computers. And Dennis has a great story that he can share about, was it Colombia? It was in the uh, country of Colombia. This mm -hmm. goes back a good dozen years that I heard about it. Uh, there was a town that had a great tourist community area, a river walk type of area. Oh. But they were struggling with their economy. There is also, outside of town, a prison. So someone, thinking ahead, connected the dots, put in exercise bicycles in the prisons, ran the cables, and prisoners, on good behavior, could sign up to pedal and, on a very small portion, reduce their sentences by putting in so many hours pedaling that generated the power for the river walk area in the village. And get exercise and get fit at the same time. It reduced the bad behavior in the prison. It increased people's uh, energy levels and their physical fitness. It reduced the cost of utilities for the town. It was a win-win-win all the way around. That's creative thinking on mm -hmm. someone's part. And both people felt empowered. Yes. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> I keep that up. I'll be... Pilling with those bikes. <laughs> Just more stuff in there. Mm -hmm. Have you thought about having a, um, it sounds like you might have done something like this already, for the community, I know the bike shops help with this, but a community bike repair work uh, come together? I, w I was actually part of the... Bike uh, rodeo. <sighs> Bike no, rodeo, no, no. no, not bike rodeo. It was the Viva La Bike in Ranch Cucamonga. It was a bicycle coalition that we would co-op that we would set up on Saturday mornings on the trail, and we would do free repairs and adjustments. And we would encourage people if they wanted to donate, that's fine. But we would prefer that you would come back and donate a little time, learn how to do your own repairs. Right. And pass it forward. But, yeah, I did that for a couple of years. On a bicycle rodeo, what do you do? Lasso skateboards? <laughs> uh. That was just the term actually here in Redlands, I <laughs> yeah. believe, for the bike, bike repairs. Right. Okay. Right. And that was part of a sister group, the Inland Empire Bicycle Alliance. Mm -hmm. Oh, nice. We work a lot with neighbor groups, uh, Pomona Valley Bicycle Coalition. We work with the Los Angeles County uh, Los Angeles Bicycle Coalition. Uh, there's a lot of groups out there, and we do work together, but it's not as advertised as you would think. No, I get that. And, you know, it. Um, it's kind of neat to see that you're not trying to be exclusive, that you're trying to spread this around to as much people, as many people as possible, Absolutely. so as many people could benefit from it. That's terrific, because I... One thing I've seen through the years, and particularly in priesthood, I've seen it where people become exclusive and they want to be a star and all this, and they wonder why they fail because they didn't involve enough people. And if you know, if you're going to have, if you want a big tent, you have to have a lot of uh, poles in that tent, yes. and we all have to have a little standing yes. in that. So when Dennis was talking about the the weekend bike repair, it was all volunteer, right. and it was also with the knowledge that the bike shops, it wasn't competing with their techs to come bring your bike in for X amount of dollars to get your bike repaired. This is for the guy who doesn't have the extra money, right. or just needs that adjustment 
or that flat fixed or the whatever, and it was in no way in competition. Pads, yeah. And so um, that we everybody was uh, graceful with each other and, and didn't have to worry about competing for business. Well, I'd certainly be happy to, uh, as you have these events, if, if you shoot me a flyer on, I'd be happy to announce it on the show that, hey, this is going on with, with, with this group. Uh, so you get a little bit of support from this area as well because I think it's really uh, a well-thought-out <laughs> thing that you have going on. One of the groups that we have helped out in the past um, has an event coming up next month. Oh, okay. And that's in Los Angeles, Cicla Via, which is Cycle LA. It's always on a Sunday. It's going to be October 10th. And they open up the streets. I think it's going to be about six to seven miles of downtown L.A. And it's going to be for walking, biking, people on skateboards. It's a fun family event where the streets are open. There's no cars. For those of you watching on, on uh, there you go. YouTube, you can see a flyer for it that Frank has put up there. See, that's why you have to use Frank for all your events because, you know, he, he, he thinks of everything. Right. Right. It's the same for you guys, too. Very and successful so, event. Yeah, we have volunteered at those different Cyclavias over the years. I think the first one they had, we went, and they were hoping to get 50,000 people to show up. Wow. And they quit counting around 240,000. It was massive. <laughs> wow, I'd say so. <laughs> and, and we've seen this grow over the years, and we're extremely happy to support them. Of course, the Metrolink provides the bike trains, and so if you're lucky and you get on the early train and you see the bikes are stacked up and everybody's in ride gear with their helmets and we're making our way into L.A., well, the train comes this way, too. We were hoping at some point Ciclavia would consider, please bring Ciclavia yeah. to San Bernardino County. Yeah, we would love to have an open streets event here because we could certainly support that. Anyway, so take the clothes hangers off your bikes and pump up the tires for October 10th in LA. There you go. <laughs> well, we're down to our last two minutes of the show. Um, what thought would you like to leave our listeners with to keep in mind? Well, I want again thank you for inviting us back, and really the reason we're here is because of your invite to share new information and what we wanted to share is the significance of preserving history which is the Etowanda Pacific Electric Depot that uh, could if it was restored serve the community and if you want more information about this beautiful relic please contact the friends of the PE Trail at www.petrail.org oh that's wonderful that's wonderful well, I appreciate both of you coming on because this was good information for listeners to have. And for listeners, I really want to encourage you to get involved with this. Uh, it's a worthwhile organization. And if no one told you this week that they love you, let me be the first. And thank you for once again tuning into Viewpoint with Father John on NBC Radio, KCAA. And um, it's just a pleasure to have you tune in each week. And we'll be back next week with another episode. Thanks, Jack. God bless. Thank you. <laughs> I even have the T-shirt. Right? <laughs> well, the shirt with the collar. <laughs> but, uh, Last thing in our last couple minutes.
Just um, if you say that you're there. KCAA Loma Linda. Listen on 1050 AM, 102.3 FM, and 106.5 FM. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then, Judy discovered ChampaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now, Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.